You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. This is Turn Knowledge to Profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. Now, here are your hosts for Turn Knowledge to Profit, entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors, Janelle and Michael McCauley. Welcome, and thank you for joining us on Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm Janelle McCauley, and along with my co-host, Michael, each week we bring you the insights, ideas, and tools that you need to earn more, make a bigger impact, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. You're going to want to take notes, so grab a pen and paper, and let's get started. This week in our Business Builder segment, Michael and I will be talking about the importance of knowing when good enough is good enough. That's a great conversation for everyone to have, especially if you tend to be a perfectionist. That's a bit later, but first up, it's our success interview. Today we are talking with entrepreneur, speaker, and mindset coach, Betsy Clark. Betsy is on a mission to help other women find their voice, develop their business purposefully, and experience joy in the process. In her mid-20s, Betsy lost a large sum of money and also her voice and her soul, which led her to what she's doing today. She is now the woman that she needed 40 years ago when she was going through everything. She has recovered and She's learned so much, and I'm excited to learn about those strategies that she's used to overcome adversity and create a wonderful life and grow a successful business. Welcome to the show, Betsy. Hey, thanks, Janelle. I'm excited to be here. I love these conversations because each of our guests has a different story, but it really helps show people how a business can grow from what you're experiencing. And I'd love to start our conversation by asking our guests to share a little bit about your business, how you started your business, and how it evolved over time. Well, that's a, that's a great question. I started as an entrepreneur at a very young age. I am a bit of a free spirit. and. I just had a vision for encouraging women specifically, and that started at a very young age. I bought a franchise when I was 23, and I was a health coach in the weight loss industry before there was even a weight loss industry. And I learned the power of listening and asking questions, and I didn't know what a coach was 40 years ago. And then went into another business where we did faux finishing when people were still calling it fox finishing, and it was decorative painting. And I had to learn to ask my clients, because beauty is in the eye of the beholder, I had to ask them tons of questions. You know, this may look like pink to you, but it looks like rosy to me. And you have to really parse your questions in such a way that you get to the bottom of what your client is saying. And it really was the, the path that got paid for me to become a, 
entrepreneurial coach, and I, I eventually landed as a mindset coach because I think everything that we do begins in our mind, whether it's mm-hmm. a vision or it's being overcome by fear. We, we either move forward or we stay stuck by the things we set our mind to. I absolutely agree, and I think mindset is really important. I always tell people that if you believe you can't, you won't. If you believe you can, you will. So what are some of the the challenges you encounter when you're talking to people about mindset? Because I think mindset is one of those things that people don't even realize that what they're thinking is holding them back, and it's sometimes difficult to get them to even have awareness around that. I love that you asked that. One of the primary pieces that I, whether it's in the design business or in the business of coaching is, I ask people to question their answers. And when you, when you say that, they go, huh? Because we never challenge what we believe. We think what we believe is the gospel truth. And mm-hmm. in, many, in many instances it is, but you said, you know, if you think you can't, you, you're right. Well, that's true. And so I ask them, I ask my clients and, and I ask myself, you know, how can I reframe this? Am I stuck and do I want to move forward? What kind of thing can I think on that will move me forward? Because when we're stuck, we know it, but we don't uh-huh. know how to get unstuck. And I think as an entrepreneur, as a solopreneur, it's very easy to feel isolated. And I think mm-hmm. having a community and people that you can go and discuss and process with is critical, not only as a solopreneur, but as an entrepreneur. And that's really where I live is the life of an entrepreneur. I absolutely agree with that. And that's why I love eWomen Network so much because it's surrounding yourself with um, like-minded, success-focused entrepreneurs who really want you to be successful along with their success. So often people, I believe, um, either tell you what you want to hear or they tell you things because they don't want you to go out and, um, you know, try new things, but I know with all the people that I've met through eWomen Network, they all want your success because we believe that, you know, our success, your success does not impact my success holding it back. All it can do is enhance it. And I think it's really important for people to understand. I love when you say it's really about asking, you know, how can I reframe this? Because I think that people don't realize that, you know, what they think really impacts the actions they take and what they do. Well, it's a habit. You know, our habits are what will determine our success because they're the things we do mindlessly. Mm-hmm. And ask, you know, having you question your answers is coming at it from a mindful perspective. It's really challenging you 
to think about what you believe. It's an old quote, and it, it feels trite, but if you don't know what you stand for, you'll fall for anything. And I see that so often with people that have a great idea and they haven't thought it through and they don't have people that they can use for support. You know, they just fall for anything. And I think mm-hmm. that, you know, getting back to the basics and, and doing your due diligence when you start a business is critically important. Mm-hmm. And to have a cadre of people that you can trust and discuss. And that's why I love e-women. The, the collaborative wisdom of women is so powerful. And I think it's collaborative, not competitive. And that, that to me is a big distinguisher of e-women from other networking groups that I have been involved with in the past. Mm-hmm. No, I absolutely agree. And we have a business partner that, that says it's not what you know that will get you, it's what you know that just isn't so. And oh, I love that. Isn't, that. isn't that great? And I think wow. it's really important to take a step back and say, why am I not making the progress that I want to make? What's going on? And I went through probably about five or six years ago, I went through an exercise that totally shifted the way I looked at things. And it was an exercise around fear. And Mm -hmm. when I get stuck, I really draw back on that because you go through an exercise that, you know, looking about what, what's, What's the worst thing that's going to happen if I take this action? Because usually we don't take it because we're afraid it's not going to be successful or we're afraid of failure. And then when I'd look at it, it's like, well, wait a minute. If the worst thing happened, it's not that big of a deal. And then I'd ask myself, what's the, what, you know, what's the percentage of possibility that it's going to happen? And it was really a small percentage. So it's a small percentage that it's going to happen. And if it happens it's not that big of a deal, yet our mind really blows it up. I'm a master storyteller. <laughs> and, you know, I, and, and when I stop to realize that I'm kind of writing this, it's a work of fiction, really, and I need to come in, you know, and really pay attention to what's going on, it totally shifted my behavior, and I really started stepping out in a bigger way. And that's what I want for women, and I know you do, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I get stuck in the paralysis of perfectionism. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't look at Michael J. Fox as a great philosopher, but he has a quote that just shook me to the core and unhooked me from perfectionism. He says, I'm careful not to confuse excellence with perfection. Excellence I can strive for. Perfection is God's business. And I tell you, Janelle, it just... It changed everything. I don't have to be perfect. But Mm -hmm. how can I foster a mindset that moves me towards excellence? Because I can do most excellent. Because my excellence is what I'm going to be accountable for. And my Mm -hmm. excellence is going to look different than yours. But let's get rid of comparison and let's Mm -hmm. do the best we can with what we've been given and stop comparing, and stop getting stuck in perfectionism. Absolutely. And I I was telling someone the other day, don't compare your beginning to someone else's 
middle or end because someone was just starting to do something and they said, but I can't do it like, you know, so-and-so can. And it's like, I know you can't because they've been doing it for years and you're doing it for the first time. So give yourself some grace and you know, know that that's okay. But I love that when you talk about just striving for excellence. None of us are perfect. And that's, if you're trying to get to perfectionism, you're going to miss the mark every time. But, you know, really look at, at what you're trying to accomplish. I love that. And I love when you said that um, you're the woman that you really needed 40 years ago. And I love that because you're really using your experience to help others go through what they're going through. And, and we can't negate what we're going through. We're going through what we're going through for a reason and because mm-hmm. of choices and habits and ways of thinking. And so instead of denying that and, and making our lives less than, mm-hmm. we, we say, okay, this is where I'm at. I mean, welcome to humanity. It isn't mm-hmm. about our stuff because, you know, we all have stuff. It's about the impact. Let's look mm-hmm. at the impact. And I know I sound like a broken record, but is, are you paralyzed by it or are you moving forward? That's the litmus test mm-hmm. because as far as I'm concerned, you know, we're not, when we make mistakes, we go, oh, I'm such a loser. And I look at it as like, you know what, I'm just a learner. I just mm-hmm. learned a really good lesson. I'm not doing that again. And at 23, I could have completely shut down and said, man, I just lost gobs of money. What a shameful thing to be so cavalier with money. But I guarantee you I have never done that since. And that was mm-hmm. the lesson I needed to learn at 23. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's really important, um, like you're saying, to really look at um, are you learning from what you've been through? And I believe that there is no failure if you've learned from it because it's really a lesson and it's really taught you what you needed to know. And then what you do is you don't repeat that. You do it differently. You do it better. You do it stronger. And you'll be so much far further along. And I think if everyone would look at, at the things that happen and say, okay, what is the lesson in what I just went through? And I, I think it really, it's a game changer on the outcome, I believe. Absolutely. Absolutely. And getting out of comparing ourselves with others because the truth of the matter is comparison is a setup. We mm-hmm. can't win that game. It is a lose-lose proposition mm-hmm. because we're, we're comparing our interior with someone else's exterior. And how, how that can't work. Mm-hmm. You know, when you say that, I think about, um, and I'm probably going get to this, get this wrong, but, you know, I, I've heard people talk about, you know, you're comparing the Cliff's Note, Cliff Note version to, you know, the whole, the whole novel, you know, the movie to the book. They're totally different, and you're going to see very different parts when you go through through that. Um, You don't see all the things that it took someone to get to where they are, but if you have a conversation with them, you'll certainly realize it's not quite what you thought. You know, when people say, oh, you're an amazing overnight success, and you realize, you know, it's been a 10-year journey to get there, um, you know, 
we, we see certain pieces, but we certainly don't see the, the whole picture. Um, we need to take a real quick break. Um, it's a fascinating conversation. And when we come back, I want to continue the conversation. And I'd love to have you um, share an example of maybe someone that you've worked with who really made a mindset shift and what kind of, you know, how that changed what they were doing. This is John L. McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Have you ever asked yourself this question, why is it so hard to make a buck? I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. You can't build a million dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is one million women entrepreneurs generating one million dollars in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven-module online course that is 100% my success formula, covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand, and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. This is John L. McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Today in our success interview, we're talking with entrepreneur, speaker, and mindset coach, Betsy Clark. And if you missed the first half of our conversation, you need to go in and listen. I really believe we're talking about mindset magic and talking about how you approach something when it happens. Are you a learner or do you look like you at it as if you've lost something? And really about not comparing your beginning to someone else's middle or end. So great conversation. So please check it out. I'd love to ask you, Betsy, to continue the conversation. Can you give us an example of someone that you've worked with and how they've made a mindset shift and how that's impacted them, the people around them, and their results? I'd love to. Uh, I work with a lot of women who are in network marketing or um, home-based businesses. And this particular woman was shooting for a car. And we very systematically worked a six-month plan out on how she could accomplish that. And it was, it was very doable because she had buy-in and we, we had it all stepped out. And I said, so 
what's, what's holding you back? And she said, you know, I just don't know if I have the time to do it. And I said, what if you treated, because so much of it is based on a 30-day cycle, mm-hmm. I said, what if you treated every day and every day you made your phone calls and you treated it like it was the last day of the month? And I could hear the light bulb go on. And she said, oh, my gosh, I've never thought about that. And what it did is it created this sense of urgency. I mean, because it's a lot of these home-based businesses, it's on point value and those kinds of things, and you have to reach a certain number by the end of the month in order to advance. Mm-hmm. And it suddenly gave her a sense of urgency. I need to be calling my clients. I really have something to offer them. And it, it kind of lit a fire. And so she adopted that attitude for six months, ended up with a diamond ring and a car. And a, it was a better car than she thought. So it's like, oh, my gosh. It just it changed her whole mindset. Because I think that when we get stuck in business, we make it all about us. Mm-hmm. We think about our inadequacies, our not enoughness. I don't measure up. And... And I I keep talking about comparison, but I think it's a big old trap that we don't talk about much. You were talking about our uh, comparing our beginning with someone else's middle or end, and I I pitch it as we look at our messy stuff and compare it to someone else's highlight reels, and that's a setup. I love that. Yeah, because we don't see you know that highlight reel. I think of basketball, you know, someone doing a dunk or something like that, some incredible move. We don't understand that they, you know, they have strained muscles. They ice themselves down. They sweat. They work tirelessly. And, you know, we just think, well, I'm not doing enough. Well, you probably are. You just need to shift how you view yourself and give yourself a grace card. We all need grace. We all mm-hmm. need to love and accept and forgive ourselves for the times when we haven't been exhibiting our highlight reels. Mm -hmm. This is the stuff of life, Janelle, and we have to learn how to be persistent and consistent in what it is we say we want. And I think it's really important to understand what are your values. And I know that Sandra's had people come and speak to that at the um, conference, which I think is really important. Know what your values are. Know what matters to you. What's your vision? Where do you see yourself going? These are some of the basics that, yeah, 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 I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, but have you done these things? Have you Mm -hmm. really gotten real? Have you allowed yourself to get vulnerable and say, this matters to me? Because Mm -hmm. oftentimes we're not willing to go there because if we don't do it, well, then what? And I, you know, I don't want to live a life of regret. Mm. No, I, I love what you're saying, and I think that oftentimes we look at people who are really successful, and we do compare ourselves, but what we don't realize is all the work and effort they put into getting there, and you know, we expect to be there. I think oftentimes our children look at what their parents have accomplished, and they want to have the house and the cars and all of that, but they don't realize the sacrifices, the things that they maybe didn't do so they could have that, the decisions they made. So it's a whole package. It's not just one 
piece of it. And I think you have to look at the whole, at the whole part to really understand how it all comes together. And I think it's a willingness to do your own work because mm-hmm. the, the truth of the matter is, and I know women have come up to you and they, they come up to me after I speak and they say, oh, I want to be just like you when I grow up. And I'm thinking, no, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> you, don't you don't know. And, but the truth is what they're saying is I want your confidence. Mm-hmm. That, and they don't articulate that. And the truth is that our income is uh, proportionate to our personal development. And I, I don't know that we talk about that enough. The people who are willing to do their own work are the ones who are, quote, unquote, overnight successes. It just took me 40 years to get there. But I've been mm-hmm. diligent in doing the do and doing my work. Am I mm-hmm. perfect? Absolutely not. But I am striving for excellence. I love that. You know, even Al Pacino once said that he was a great example of a 10-year overnight success. So people that are even real successful go through that that same process. Um, I'd like to make just a little shift in our conversation because this is something else that I think is really important to our listeners. And just ask you, Betsy, to share just just briefly about how you use products and programs to expand your reach and grow your business. Because a lot of our people that we talk to through Turn Knowledge to Profit have great ideas and things that they want to do, but they don't know how to leverage them. So we'd love to just hear how people have used that or what they're thinking about doing to grow their business. So I, I invested in a coach. Uh, and I feel like it's ironic to be a coach and not have a coach. Mm-hmm. And I had a coach really drill down to what the basics are. And I kind of touched on that. Helped me automate a lot of my processes so that I could be doing what I do best. Instead of getting mm-hmm. bogged down in the minutia of crossing all my T's and dotting all my I's. And, you know, I hired a communication strategist. I felt like that was money well spent who could help me have a plan and tracks to run on. And then I outsourced a lot of the non-essentials. I, I'm not good at um, filing things. You know, I've got a beautiful filing cabinet that my brand color, all that, it's really beautiful, and I, I have an aversion to it. And so I've outsourced, and I have someone help me. Um, I'm in my 60s. Social media is not my forte. And so I have someone helping me with my social media. So I, I am amassing a team of people that I trust, that I know, and that I like. This sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. And I've hired them so that I can do what I'm called to do, which is to listen to women and help them question their answers. Does that, does that answer your question? I mean, I, those are the basics of what I've done. No, that's, that's great. And I know that you've got programs that you use so that you can really leverage your time. Um, so many of our entrepreneurs and people that we know are doing one-on-one, but we know that that also limits your growth and your mm-hmm. impact. So how, have, how, how do you use that to grow your business? 
So I, like I said, I worked with a coach, and I put together a bunch of, of programming and different packages so that I can work one-on-one. But I work with larger groups. I do Zoom. I have workshops. I, I really want to make an impact, and so I have to do it in larger numbers. And, and then I also do it through speaking. I do public speaking to large groups of people. I love the one-on-one. I love working the, the programming I've got that way, but I know that I, there are more women out there. And so mm-hmm. it, I do it on conference, call, on conference lines. I do it through Zoom. I have masterminds, those kinds of things, group coaching. It just mm-hmm. it works. And, but I think it takes time to build up to that. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, I'd love to, to get into podcasts because I think it's a, an incredible medium. Mm-hmm. And I like the, um, so you've got a personal um, ground rules program, um, mm-hmm. owning your stuff series, which I, I love that because I think a lot of people don't. And then um, Kaleidoscope Clarity program. And I think it's, I, I like the way that you've done, you put those together and, and done that. What is, um, as we, we wind down our conversation, um, how can our listeners connect with you, learn more about you and what you have to offer? Well, thanks for that. Uh, they can go to my website, which is www.betsyclarkllc.com, and they can peruse out there and, and see the events that I've got coming up and can contact me that way. Uh, they can reach me at Betsy at BetsyClarkLLC.com if they want to reach me via email. And I would love to you know, talk with them and, and answer any questions they might have. I think it's just really, really important that um, we acknowledge each person has brilliance and you know, let's focus on what they do right instead of trying to fix everyone. I mm-hmm. think if we can just leverage what we are brilliant. Let's, each one of us has brilliance, and I think it's important that we, we access that, embrace that, and we leverage that. I think that's, that's so important. And I really have enjoyed our conversation on mindset and really getting clear, um, persistent and consistent. I love that you said that, and then knowing your values and your vision. As we, we end our conversation, what is one tip or one action item that you would recommend to our listeners that they can put in place immediately to really help get that clarity and get into action? It's very simple. I think it's give yourself a grace card and not be so hard on yourself and compare yourself with others. Because when, you know, we think we have to dig deep and be hard on ourselves and be harsh and, and, you know, try harder. And sometimes we just need to stand up straight and take a breath and say, you know what? I have so much to offer. And Oscar Wilde said, be yourself. Everyone else is taken. And I think that if we will own who we are and really discover our brilliance, we can share what we have to offer in a way that is so seamless 
and so effortless and so winsome and so wooing and can go out and make a difference because I believe your listeners really want to make an impact and they want to make a difference. Breathe and give yourself a grace card. And if they want, they can go to my website and I will send them a grace card. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. And we will put a link to your website on our Turn Knowledge to Profit podcast page so they can connect with you too. Thank you so much, Betsy, for a great conversation today. Thank you, Janelle. I appreciate it. We need to take another real quick break. And when we come back, it's our business builder. So stay tuned. This is John L. McCauley, and you're talking listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm looking for a certain kind of woman, and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry, and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business, she's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs. Hi, this is Sandra Yancey, and I'm the founder and CEO of eWomen Network. I'm looking to connect with the woman I've just described who lives in your community so that we might have a conversation about how eWomen Network's proven success system can provide her a platform to elevate her success and ability to support women in business. Our international community of managing directors are influencing the speed of success for women in business around the world. If that sounds like something that you want to be part of or know someone we should talk with, send an email to managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. That's managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. And let's start the conversation. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. This is Michael McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm here with Janelle, and in our Business Builder segment today, we're going to talk about when good enough is good enough for you. I'm really excited about this conversation because we hear it over and over again that people spend so much time trying to get it perfect, trying to do just a little bit more. And at some point, we have to ask the question, when is it good enough? Well, you know, absolutely. And I think that I've found one of the things that holds many coaches, speakers, and authors back is their drive for perfection. I know certainly it's one of my issues as well. And uh, you've likely heard that phrase or that uh, that quote that uh, we're often our own worst critics. And that that's absolutely the case. It's, you know, for me, when I'm creating something, it's it's always just I have so many great ideas that it's kind, it's hard to just stop and and you always want it to be just a little better just a little better just a little better and so um you know that's a challenge it's really a challenge for a lot of people and um 
it's something that you really need to work with. It's you know the question is the key, or the key is to know when it's time to stop creation and start offering. Well, you know it's it's interesting because probably, gosh, I lose track of time. You know that, but probably what twelve years or so ago when I was in my master's program, and I had to write a paper, and I know you kept saying just turn it in, be done with it. And I kept rewriting it and rewriting it. And it had to be emailed to the professor by midnight. And if it was late after that, I got a one grade penalty. So I had to make the choice. Do I send it as it was? Or do I rewrite it and know the best I can do is get a B? And I pushed the send button. And guess what? I got an A. And to me, that was the big aha moment of learning about good enough because I think you're absolutely right we all keep thinking we got to do just a little bit more a little bit more and it's so important to get into action and don't let a little needing a little bit more put you in paralysis and not get into movement because it really is so how do people know that the time is right when do they when can they say it's good enough well, this is really the, the key because we're not talking here about lowering your quality standards. And that's really important for people to understand. It's not that you're willing to to put out something that's of low quality. Um, what we're really talking about here is is stepping back and coming to the realization that your gauge of high quality is likely much higher than everybody else's outside of you. Uh, and what I mean by that is we, we always, again, back to that, you, a lot of times that your own, we are our own worst critics. Um, you know, we'll pick apart and pick apart and pick apart a, a document or a presentation or a course or whatever it is. And um, most people wouldn't even notice that it was there. They wouldn't even notice that, that it could have been better. So it's really important to know when that time is. And there's a couple of secrets for knowing when it's the right time or when it's good enough. You know, first, the, the biggest uh, advice I could offer people is to make sure that you set clear objectives when you start the creation process. So you need to know what the end product will look like when you start. And that will really help you. If, if you know the audience you're going to be uh, addressing, be it, a, again, a book, a course, whatever it is, and you know what the key objectives you have are and what you want those uh, clients to walk away with and what knowledge you want them to walk away with and then you keep that foremost in your mind as you're creating anything that doesn't support that vision then is not included. Um, the second thing is really though to keep track of those ideas you get. As I said earlier I get lots and lots of ideas while I'm in the creation process. Um, and so what I like to do is I keep a written list of those ideas as I'm going along. So I'll just jot them down either in Word or Excel or, or just on a piece of paper. But just write them down so you have all those ideas in one place. And then when you get to the point where you're ready to uh, implement, so you're ready to actually start offering, um, you, you take a look at that list and you say, well, are there any things on this list that really I have to include uh, or it won't be a complete product? Or are they just ideas for making it better? 
Um, and if you think about it, you know, every company goes through this, every product company goes through this issue. Uh, if you look at the software world, they're always creating new uh, features, new functions, new things it'll do. And, and there's a very specific process that they follow to cut off development and release the product and then put the, the next enhancements into the next release. And so it's really important, I think, for people to use that process or some version of that process, uh, no matter what the, it is they're creating, not just software, but book, you know, again, writing a book, creating a course, creating a talk or a presentation, whatever it is that you, you set a very clear limit. And then when you get to that limit, you release you go ahead and say it's good enough let's go ahead and do it and the reality is you know a lot of times you're going to learn a lot the first time you deliver it and so a lot of things you didn't anticipate so you're going to have a revision cycle anyway after you've given it once or twice well, I think that's a really good point for people to remember that there is a revision cycle that what sounds good on paper and looks great in application or the way people respond to it isn't always the same and that's okay it's kind of thinking on your feet it's trying it a little bit differently it's seeing what additional language do you need i think that's really important for people to know you know and we all want to be seen as great and i think we are our own worst critic because we think that if it doesn't have everything that we've spent years and years learning that it's not exactly what someone needs and we need to take a step back because they're just starting out at the beginning they're not where we are when you know i think you always use the example you know when you don't have a car a basic car is just fine. You don't need a Ferrari or a Lamborghini. You just need something that's got four wheels that's going to get you where you need to go. So start at the beginning and just know that it's going to be great. The right people are going to be there and get it. Yeah, I think there's a, a couple of really important things that you just said. I mean, one is that the whole idea of uh, making sure you have the right amount so that if you're a beginning student, you're not going to get overwhelmed. And it's go back to the car analogy that, you know, if you don't have anything at all, and if a student's coming in or a client's coming in with nothing at all, um, you, you want to give them enough that they can make some improvements in their life or their business, but you don't want to give them so much that they're overwhelmed. And I know we've talked about overwhelming them uh, overwhelming clients in previous business builders. Um, and, and I can tell you in a, a number of years of, of doing this, I've never met a coach, uh, a speaker or an author that wanted to put too little in their offering. They always want to put too much, always, always. And so it's a matter of really cutting that back to what's really just essential and leaving the rest um, out. That's part of this good enough idea. It's, you know, it's good enough to get somebody started. Don't overwhelm them trying to, as you said, make it a Ferrari or a Lamborghini that most of us, if we got into and tried to drive, wouldn't have really, I mean, we might be able to do it a little bit, but there's so many electronic gadgets that, you know, we'd be lost. And that's the same thing for your clients is that if you give them all the gadgets and all the buttons and all the the capability, 
they're going to get lost. It's all in all likelihood they're going to be lost. So it's important. You know, I think it's really important for people to ask themselves, what do I need to deliver? And go back to, as you said in the beginning, really focus on what you're trying to accomplish, because I think that'll help you know how much to put into it, what to be doing, and realize that you don't have to give them everything the first time out. And that doesn't mean that you're not delivering exactly what they need. If we give them too much, and we see it over and over again, people go into overwhelm. And when you go into overwhelm, you do nothing. And what you've just created becomes shelf help and not self help that they really need to get the results that they're looking for. That's why they're doing it. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, you had your aha earlier when my aha was really uh, I spent a lot of years doing corporate training and, uh, you know, week after week after week at different companies teaching uh, two and three day courses. And a number of times I got to the end of a course that I had taught and I was thinking to myself as I was sort of cleaning up the flip charts and putting everything away, I was thinking, wow, you know, that that was okay, but that wasn't really my best. I've done better. And yet when the evaluations came in, all the students would, would write on it. This is like the, one of the best courses I've ever had at this company. This is the most amazing course ever. And so that was my aha was that here I was again, my own worst critic critiquing on how that wasn't a good job that I had done. And yet my standards were so high that, that everybody in the course thought it was an amazing course. Um, so again, you know, it's, it's a matter of when is it good enough? And I think you need to figure out when that is for you, but just sort of recognize that, you know, things could always be better. And it's a matter of when do you cut it off and start offering it, start making money with it and start improving people's lives with it, as opposed to just trying to make it better. So I'm going to challenge all of our listeners to go to our Turn Knowledge to Profit page on Facebook and to share with us, how do you know when it's good enough? And if you're challenged with not getting into action of trying to make it perfect, let us know where you get stuck because I think this is a really key conversation to have so that, as you said, Michael, you can actually get your work out there and start making a difference and changing lives. That's what it's all about. So remember, good enough, you've got to find what's good enough for you, but get your work out there and start making a difference. You know, this has really been a great conversation. I want to thank all of you for joining us today on Turn Knowledge to Profit. Again, I want to remind you to visit our Turn Knowledge to Profit page on Facebook and share your questions, your insights, and your ahas. And also share one action you're going to take in the next week to turn your knowledge into profit. If you have an idea for our future show, be sure to email me at michael at tk2p.com. That's michael at tk2p.com. Have a wonderful and profitable week. Turn knowledge to profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need 
to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream about. Join us each Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the EWN Radio Network. To download this week's show, listen to past shows, or learn how to be a guest on the show, visit TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com. Past shows are also available at EWNRadioNetwork.com and through iTunes and Stitcher. Until next time, remember, great companies are built around great products. Leverage your knowledge to live the life of your dreams. Let's continue the conversation and turn your knowledge into profits.